Hi, I'm Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly. I'm Alice Zhao. And I'm Curtis Herbert. And this is Independence, a show where the three of us, we, we chat, we talk about uh, what it's like to work as an independent on you know apps and trying to make a living from that because that's a thing that you try to do. Spoilers, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so... More or less, at the time we were recording this, I've pretty much done a major, like a pretty major release that was somewhat fueled by outside influences, right? Like, you know, iOS 11 came out recently, or, you know, as of time recording, I guess this is like a month or so later. So, you know, I wanted to make sure that I released something alongside of that. So, it was a huge, like, iOS releases are a huge influence on the way that I do my releases. So, I was actually kind of wondering about other outside influences that might affect... Our work, your work, my work, people's work in general. So what are some outside influences that affect the work that the two of you do? So since I focus mainly on marketing, um, when we're not doing content development, the school year tends to be the biggest factor. So the, you know, there's a huge seasonality to it for educational apps. And so we definitely do see a spike around the beginning of the school year. So in August and September, and then again in January. So I'm doing my best to ride that wave. So I will do a lot of marketing efforts into there. But in terms of content, or even like releasing languages, the school year doesn't quite influence the work. Does countries come into that? Because I know that you do, because you do a lot of language mm-hmm. stuff, you do obviously do stuff of varying countries. Does the school year change between places like that? Because I know Australia and the US have different school years. Right. I think because most of our uh, app downloads have been primarily in the U.S., we follow that school year. Sorry, Australia. (laughs) Or the Southern Hemisphere. (laughs) It's okay. They don't give me enough revenue either, so it's okay. (laughs) Well, but I mean, our our school year makes more sense because yours goes from like July to June, right? Ours goes from, you know, January to December or, you know, thereabouts. Yeah, yeah. it's usually more like September to June. Yeah. But yeah, 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 it's weird to bisect the year and a half. You you get like summer holidays. Yeah. Summer holidays are the big, big holiday in the school year. Yeah, that's the same here, which bit our, you know, it's the other end of the year. Yeah. What about you, Curtis? Yeah, no, definitely seasonal is a huge, huge impact on my release cycle, mostly because during the summertime when it's, you know, summer up in the Northern Hemisphere, People aren't really using the app. And if I'm doing a lot of big promotional work at that point, uh, it's just going to go to waste. No one's using it. Nobody's really doing much in-app purchases. I get some from the Southern Hemisphere, and that went better this year. But I'm still very focused on the Northern Hemisphere. So seasonality is a big factor for me. So I usually try and get my first major release for the year out anywhere between, you know, if I ride the Apple Wave in September uh, or definitely by November. And then a couple point releases in between November and usually March. And then I'll kind of slow down and work on the big stuff over the summer, but not really release much. I mean, I'm the same, kind of. I don't have so much, like, my, my app doesn't really have any seasonality at all. So you're the same, but completely different. <laughs> well, yes, but I, I, choose, I choose, I guess, to have, have some seasonality. Because like, mm. like, I guess it makes sense, because you need to have something, you know, to, to kind of tie your releases to. Otherwise, you're yeah. just kind of making stuff up. So I tend to I tend to try and time my major my major major release for it for each year 
around iOS 11 or, or just around iOS releases, right? Like it makes it makes that makes some amount of sense because it means that I kind of get to catch that wave and users, you know, like to see that you know I've added some new feature that's available from in iOS. So it makes it kind of makes sense. But I mean, it it sounds like the neither of you actually kind of do that you just kind of time it to your own kind of release cycles that make sense yeah Um, primarily i mean i have targeted the apple release cycle on occasion i mean a really good example is when watch os came out uh with the apple watch that launched in april and pretty much most of the ski resorts are closed up here by march definitely some were open but i still spent a lot of time over that winter getting an Apple Watch prototype going and getting something so I could be there on day one. And the couple dozens of people that had an Apple Watch and were still somewhere where there was snow up here, uh, they loved it. But it it did get me riding that marketing wave with Apple was pretty big. I got a lot of attention even during the off season just because I was the only ski app on the watch. And I did it, I think, pretty well. It wasn't just like a phoned-in copy. Like, it actually made sense and worked well. So I got a lot of good press from that, which in the off-season just translates to more downloads. But then once the season starts up, it you know theoretically translates to hopeful paying users because they're happy with it. So I will break my pattern occasionally for the right reasons, usually something (laughs) Apple-related. What about competitor stuff? Like, if a competitor kind of releases some big new feature and you've got to you feel like you need to have something that's equivalent or you know or whatever i don't think we pay that much attention to our competitors i'm not sure if that's a good or bad thing i think when we're creating the app i tried to ignore it just because i wanted to create something that was more unique and so i don't think i actually follow any of them i'm not even sure who our competitors are anymore i'm a bad business person (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, because that can be healthy because on the flip side, like I I stalk my competitors and I haven't seen any features that that. I'm like, oh, I have to copy this, but I'll see them release new features or something. And definitely for the first night until I just kind of like, eh, whatever, (laughs) I'll be sweating bullets. I'll be like, oh, God, they did this. Oh, my God, (laughs) I'm dead. And eventually I realize they're not going to kill me. I'm the one who can kill myself, but they're probably not going to touch me too much. But I, I have an unhealthy, I think, stress reaction to what they do. Um, but that's never really, I think, influenced what I've done. Uh, my roadmap has been pretty much based on what I want and what, what users want. And there are sometimes I'll refer users to competitors apps because it's something I don't want to do. So, and that's fine. I'll be like, Hey, this is a great app. Use it. It's not for me, but go ahead and use it. Uh, but I don't just blindly copy their features to check boxes or anything. Yeah. That sounds like a dangerous slippery slope. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> So you mentioned that you kind of follow what your users want. Would you consider them a sort of outside influence on the work that you do? Oh, definitely. I don't let them drive features per se. It's always an awkward balance with users yeah. um, because ultimately they give you money. You need to make <laughs> them happy. <laughs> and if you want to be a good product owner, you genuinely want to make your users happy. Yeah. So it, it's an awkward balance when you do get some requests, and I've gotten some requests that were just like, holy shit, why didn't I think of that? Of course. And then I run off and implement it and Slopes is much better for it. And then you get some of the features that are not at all like that and quite <laughs> the opposite. At which point, you know, it's either suggest a competitor or something. Yeah. But it, it it's hard to determine which features. I think it's more a gut check against like, is this what I think slope should be? And then I'll let them influence if it kind of meets up with that. 
or if enough people overwhelmingly are saying, hey, we we really want this, uh, then I might have to be like, well, I'm just being stubborn. I Yeah, I think the only time it, we've really been influenced by a user is only when there's a big crash. You can't ignore those. <laughs> I mean, you can, but not if you're a good developer. <laughs> <laughs> not if you want to stay alive. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, we only... Actually, the biggest request is uh, more content, usually, uh, like more Yeah, I was wondering if languages demand, yeah. And so I don't, it, I think it's less feature related and more content, which actually ends up being a harder thing to do because there's a lot more thinking involved and you'd actually have to create new lessons. And so we kind of ignore that because <laughs> there's only the two of us and creating educational content is, is just a lot longer road. Um, so that usually doesn't drive as much, but it's always on the back of our mind. We're like, we do want to create more content. We, we should. And then at the end of the day, we go, is it going to make us enough money for all the work we put in? And that's how we make our decisions. Or at least this year, that's how it is. <laughs> I want to say that I'm the same, but I don't really have any content. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's yeah, definitely that's not the how, same. Yeah, yeah. Our, our products are <laughs> vastly different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you have a lot more content. So it makes sense that what users want is more content. Yeah. It's like it's like story writing, right? Like you write a book and theoretically, if people like that book, they want another book. They don't <laughs> want like, you know, more features of in the book. I want the book to be able to turn its own pages. <laughs> yeah. Mine's probably more feature stuff, mostly because that's what kind of enables, like, because the, like, if wrapped enables people to do more things, mm -hmm. doing more things means more features, right. right? So, and typically it's like integration with other things. The, probably the biggest request that I ever get is syncing with iCloud. Now I get syncing, I already have syncing with Dropbox, but syncing with iCloud is relatively big especially since a few months ago there was that whole thing with dropbox private like everybody went crazy over it and since then everybody's trying to move off yeah. dropbox and stuff and it's just it's so it's one of these things where it's like okay well we want to sync with icloud now that's what we want to do so it's it's features like that and it's never it's it's never the easy ones yeah, it's always right. the hard ones. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's yeah i i mean i it's not that i i mean i'm not not listening to my users the, the double negative I'm definitely like I'm definitely listening, and I'm definitely they're definitely influencing the decisions that I'm making. But I, I, like you, Curtis, I think I, I try not to be pushed into stuff just because that that's what somebody's asked for. Typically, requests like that they go onto a list. I have that list visible to me when I'm doing my planning for the year, doing my planning kind of you know in for smaller segments of the year. And at some point, I'll go, "Yep, okay, it makes sense to do this now." Yeah, and some of those requests can be especially hard because they can be requests that you know are probably right. Yeah. <laughs> but like you're saying, like iCloud iCloud Sync, you know, that's a very large challenge to tackle. Yeah. And you know you, how much you're biting off. So it's like those are the hardest ones I think of like, yes, I completely agree with you. However... I only have so many hours right. in a day. However, that's going to take me six months to write. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's why I wrote so, Sync over the summer. Like, uh, yeah. it, it, server side and iOS side, like, that was a lot of work. And God knows how many bugs are in there. <laughs> but it was something that I had put off since 2013. And I finally wrote it this year because I had enough email, uh, enough emails from people saying, I lost my phone. I didn't have a backup. And now all my data is gone. And that makes me feel really bad. So I finally did it. Um, made me cry a little, but oh. I got through it. <laughs> I feel like our our problems are never as dire as that because <laughs> we're not saving any data. <laughs>
Well, some must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, user data. You 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 do not want to mess with people's data. You will you will never hear the end. Oh of yeah, it, ever. I have so yeah. many fail safes in place even before sync. Like I was so paranoid about user data. It's scary. We we talked about on an episode previously that I have done the awful awful crime <laughs> of accidentally deleting people's data twice uh. now, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not fun. I definitely have nightmares about that, and I definitely, uh, you know, I have put so many fail safes in place, you know, to try and to try and avoid it in the future. So so many fail safes that'll influence um, you to change what you're doing really quick. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you influence oh, yeah. yourself. <laughs> so, like, how do you approach all these various kinds of influences? Like, we've got we've got influence of, uh, the influence of like trying to create new features, and obviously the influence of the scheduling of stuff. How does that kind of affect how you approach your work? Do you make changes to your planning and that sort of thing when stuff pops up or i don't think i have a direct answer for that it it, i'm kind of all over the place i mean definitely when some things come in and it's like a bug you know that obviously influences me pretty quickly even if it's not a crash just a bug i'll change course really quick try and get a point release out if it's something that i can tackle you know reasonably easily but i try and hit those pretty quick if it's an easy feature or one i think really makes sense usually i'll just throw those in like there was one, some people were wanting uh, more comprehensive GPX exports. It's a popular file format for exporting GPS data. And they wanted a little bit more control over how that got exported. And it took me two hours to throw those options in. And so I just, just ship it. So sometimes like the easy ones that I think align with the vision of what I want, I'll just throw in. Otherwise, yeah, they, they might get backburnered of like, okay, either I'm planning on doing this at some point already. So that's just more fuel for the fire. Or this is something I'd love to get to, but just isn't in the roadmap right now. So there's no real, I think, one answer for how those influences affect the product on an immediate basis. But they definitely do. And seasonally, like as far as the seasonal thing goes, you, I mean, that obviously affects your scheduling, but you probably wouldn't even realize it at this point because it just happens. Yeah. Like my big November release and then like two or three point releases over the winter, like that's just how I roll at this point, Yeah, which is, I appreciate that the seasonality brings a consistent pattern in that way. You know, customer support during the summer dies down so I can tackle these big features and not have to be all hands on deck for answering support emails and stuff. So, yeah, it's nice. But, yeah, it just kind of becomes part of the workflow now. This is probably where we're just really different in terms of, like, so when we release, we're actually not releasing new features. Uh, Right now, we're focusing on uh, releasing it in new languages. So it's always just more content. So it's, um, I don't think a lot of things change um, in terms of adding different features or anything like that. Like, But things like... um, if we had certain languages in the pipeline, we might move those things around based on certain. Well, do you feature. try and pull them in for like the school year or stuff like that? Like, no. If you want to launch a new language, <laughs> now oh, no, it's just new, when it, you can get it out. Really, yeah, it's really as as when we can get it out. I even when we try to figure out which languages to go next, it's whatever's available. Like, if I happen to find the right translator and the right person to record at that time, we'll just release it in those orders. We had a bunch of languages in the pipeline, um, but we just hadn't gotten to all of them yet. And then we had a couple people, actually, it, it turns out there was a group of um, adoptive parents 
that were adopting from Vietnam and they all decided to email us. They decided to band together and email us and say, you know, we would really love to see this <laughs> in Vietnamese. And we're like, oh, okay. And, it, and we didn't realize they all came from the same place. <laughs> and so we kind of <laughs> oh. were like, why don't we just, you know, swap the order of the, of the, the, of the pipeline and just get Vietnamese out. And it totally made their day. I don't know if we made, you know, a whole lot off of that, but, it was just like it was worth switching that up in terms of content and deliver release dates just so we could do this for this one group who just seemed to desperately want um, this language. So that was really fun. Yeah. Now and you have was, advocates out of that. Yeah. Like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and it was an easy switch. So because to, to us, it didn't matter which language came first. <laughs> yeah. So Gus, Gus on the Go has a bunch of different languages. If you're adding new content to, say, a language do you try and add that same content to all the languages across the board so instead of adding content to the actual app we've actually we ended up creating a second app altogether so we released the stories app in spanish and french first because that's you know those are the you know the big the big languages that are the most popular and we when we do the recording we you know we do all the same content for sure but I think we just haven't stacked it where we create new content on top of what we've had. So that's why we haven't come across that problem. But if we were to create new content, yes, we would update all of them. Okay. Which would be across the board. Yeah. Daunting as well. <laughs> yeah. Because one of the things one of the things that I've been trying to do with GIF wrapped is to try and hold back stuff, which sounds horrible. Why why not just get get stuff out to people as soon as I'm you know, as soon as it's theoretically ready. But one something that I've been trying to do is like develop a feature hold on to it and time it for a big you know release that i'm going to have um coming up and that way theoretically i can have bigger releases i guess it sounds kind of dumb i guess but no, you know, the, the, the idea that's, of no, like, i mean that's the traditional right, model right. of yeah. software and paid updates and stuff is you're holding you're purposely holding back features to make bigger splashes and now I'm not saying that's the right way to do software. <laughs> I'm just saying I, I certainly don't think it's silly. That's how software has been done in many places. Well, part of the reason as well is because the typical thing that I've I've done in the past is to work on a feature and basically like it might go into beta testing for like a couple of weeks and then it's out the door because I just have to get I just have to get it out and so I can get onto the next thing. The way that I'm approaching it now is rather than rather than doing that, I like it's in the app and it probably will ship in the app, but it's not actually enabled. And that way, mm. it can be tested, but it's like and so it can be tested for a much longer period of time before it goes out. Um, so I'm kind of I guess it's less about a scheduling, like at least about like holding them back, and more about like scheduling the actual release much further in advance mm. which you know with timed releases means that effectively i'm just working on them earlier not uh not the other way around so you know in in the past uh and even just this year really like um with ios 11 i had a change up in my schedule happen because all of a sudden i realized that i needed to get another app out the door so that it would not you know, stop working because yeah. ios 11 killed off 32-bit apps <sighs> and this app hadn't been updated for four years so, you know, I had a change in my schedule and all of a sudden I had to drop a bunch of stuff off. If I'd been working on that stuff beforehand, maybe that wouldn't have been the case. I don't know. That's my logic anyway. It's it's good logic up here. <laughs> hey, that was our <laughs> entire summer. <laughs> because 
we had 32 languages and so that's 32 apps to update <laughs> and yeah. do all the metadata for so ouch well yeah that's more yano than me so <laughs> But it sounds like both of you have had your plans kind of thrown off over this summer, specifically because iOS 11 killed off 32-bit apps, finally. But they did. And I know a bunch of other developer friends have been scrambling. And I think that might be a really good example of, you know, how Apple can affect what our roadmap looks like and what yes. our influences yeah. are. And sometimes <laughs> that sh that drop happens in June at DubDub and then you have September to release by. So you don't have the longest amount of time. Yeah. So I'm curious what other ways Apple has influenced your two products. Well, this year specifically, and in past years, it's been more or less the same, um, which is part of the reason why I've changed things up. Usually I try to get a couple of major releases out a year. So I've got one going out kind of early in the year and then one going out in September, October alongside the major iOS release. What tends to happen is that if I end up being busy during kind of the early part of the year, which is when I end up doing a lot more of my client work, that initial release gets kind of pushed off. If it kind of overlaps with DubDub in any significant way like it did this year, I released an update more or less around DubDub. I think it might have been just before DubDub. Then what happens is you've, you've got a bunch of patch releases that you've got to get out because you've got to fix all those little you know niggly problems and then that kind of puts off my starting work on the ios 11 stuff until mm. well and truly after ios 11 is kind of available for me to work on so you know i lose a month or two or whatever just to like dealing with the other stuff like so apple obviously influenced me in like in that way but it's kind of i i think i just need to i need to get my scheduling i need to get better at scheduling so that i can handle handle that kind of drop which is part of the reason why I'm doing this, trying, trying this whole thing of, you know, having a bunch of features in the pipeline so that when iOS 11 comes along, I just have the iOS 11 stuff to work mm. on and then everything else. Yeah. Like then I've got a bunch of other stuff to release at the same time because that way I don't have like this kind of half-hearted like, oh, I've got drag and drop feature that just kind of, you know, I have to rush to get finished in the last few weeks before yeah. iOS 11 actually you know actually dropped like i did this year like i did this year <laughs> <laughs> do better next year jelly do better next year yes i'm trying i'm trying so despite you know apple being the slave driver i do think you know be, with all the fun new tools that's also like a good way that it drives product as well pushing it forward and so we have been looking at the new ar kit in core ml yeah. And I think those are really, really fascinating and mind blowing. And so we've kind of been talking about like, how can we play around with those? Uh, I'm not sure they'll be in the Gus on the, like the kids Gus on the go version, but like, I think it's a, it's totally, it's just really fun to think about. Like, cause who doesn't yeah. want to play around with that? Um, I don't know if you guys have been playing around with that at all. I don't, does that work for, uh, slopes? Or gif wrapped. <laughs> oh man, gif wrapped. You could have like gifs floating in midair. Like you just leave them around the office, or you put them. Oh, you could put a picture frame of a gif on the wall and just have Ooh, the gifs. Oh, like it could that. be so cool. <laughs> yeah. So completely oh, off topic, just TV. because you 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 pronounce it the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, today on my desk, I have Nintendo controller. No, don't troll me with your dirty desk, uh, please. We're going to move on here. I also have um, the Nintendo so, itself. 
um, I also have this little tool here that you, you use for like sculpting clay. It's like a little arrow looking thing, and you use like it's got two ends, it's got like a little rake on this end, and a little pointed kind of spade. So I, I, I was um, <laughs> one of my big features for Slopes Three this season is a, like a basically Google Earth mode. And that definitely, I think, will lend itself to AR kit. Mm-hmm. Just being able to basically render your day, the mountain itself, literally on your desk in front of you, uh, and Ooh, pan around and stuff like that. I think that would be pretty that would cool. Be cool. Yeah, and that works with the three D stuff that you've been working. Yeah, on. well, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah because my three D stuff is scene kit. Yeah. Now, I haven't made the attempt to make that work yet. I'm thinking that won't be part of 3.0. That might be 3.1. But it is something like I am itching to play around with AR kit. And even if it's just something simple like that, that's, you know, not anything groundbreaking, but still pretty cool. It, it, it could be cool. But I have had other Apple tech in the past, like really, really influenced stuff. Obviously, like I said, the watch. The watch, yeah. <laughs> when Siri came out on the watch. And when Siri came out on the phone, I actually jumped on those day one also, because if it's a compelling feature for my app and not just like, ooh, shiny Apple tech, (laughs) I will bend over a little bit backwards because you do get a kind of a natural bump and press. You know, I was the only ski app. I think I'm still maybe the only ski app that supports Siri. Hmm. I haven't checked that recently, but I think I am. And for skiers, that's great. We don't have to take our gloves off. We can just pull Dick Tracy, talk into our watch, and all of a sudden it's recording. Like, that's awesome for us. So stuff like that, like, I will jump on that day one. Or if there's, you know, a subtle wink from Apple or something like, hey, you should totally support this. Like, okay, fine. (laughs) But yeah, I didn't really have anything in 11 that I was like, oh, I have to do this, Um, which is why I'm okay with my November release this year Mm -hmm. and not having a September release. So kind of on the flip side, like what about the the stuff to do with the workouts, the snowboarding, skiing workouts that... Yeah, the thing that I have no information on yet. Yeah. Yeah. Fishy. Yeah, let me tell you how much that's stressing me out. <laughs> yeah, but that's an influence, right? Like that's that's something that is influencing the decisions that you make theoretically. I mean, at the moment, it's just influencing you by stressing you the heck <laughs> yeah. out. But is that something that you would would is that that's something that's obviously something that you have to deal with, right? Well, it depends. I mean, so my theory of what's coming, considering the altimeter was added to the watch, this was talked during the watch section. I think they're basically going to give an SDK that will do some magic to do the stuff that all ski apps have to do of determining, are you on a lift right now or are you on a run and spitting that data out? I would love to get rid of that code, but that code, I know all the edge cases after doing this for four years that they have to deal with, like some lifts that are really tiny or no, that wasn't a lift. That was a jump (sighs) stuff like that. If they got that all right, I will gut my code and use their stuff. Uh, If they didn't get it right, or if they're using just the altimeter and not GPS, I can't touch it with a 10-foot pole because I'll have data that's worse. So it depends. It could influence me and be a blessing, or it could just be maybe it gives me a couple extra competitors because they don't have to write all this hard GPS code, at which point, uh, but is what it is. What what about if Apple's workouts stuff becomes a competitor? That, that is something I worry about, yeah. yeah. But at that point, it's just I have to be on the watch. I worry about stuff like that as well, right? Like, well, yeah, because they added that I've, image I've, search yeah. in messages. Well, they added, they added like, GIF support, proper, like, actual full-on GIF support to photos uh, in iOS 11. Really? Yeah, oh. which is something that, like, that's more or less the entire reason that GIF-wrapped was born was because of the fact that 
photos didn't support them previously. So now you have the ability to like add gifts to your photos. They have their own special album and everything. It's wow. quite the yeah. quite the thing. So it's like it's basically it's more or less the same. Have you seen a drop or any change in um like revenue or or downloads? No, <laughs> it's still I, pretty I mean, early. I've, I'm yeah. still it's still pretty early, and I've only just really kind of like the 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 bump that I get by releasing alongside iOS 11. I've only really seen that start to drop off in the last day or two. So it's not it it really hasn't hit me at this point okay. yet. But it is like it is something that I'm like I, I I'm thinking about it all the time. Like I'm I'm definitely considering the fact that you know that this is a this is a thing now. And I've had at least one review where they've been like, well, this app is crap. I'm going to go to use Photos now because Photos supports it and whatever. But it's just, you know, it's it's one of these things where, like, that's a huge that's a huge influence. Like, if Apple Sherlock's your core yeah. thing, then you're, what do you do? Do you, do you, like, just continue on and hope that the rest of your feature set is, like, is worth having the app for, which is kind of the way that I'm going. I'm choosing to believe... Yeah. Yeah, like cuz I figure what they're releasing it, it it's not the accuracy of my lift versus run detection that people like slopes for. Like that's just the cost of entry to this niche. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the 3D view. It's all the analytics I do and this is a bunch of stuff I don't see Apple going this deep into my niche. Now that doesn't right. necessarily worry me. I certainly see myself hating using RunKeeper nowadays and I'd rather just use the built-in workout app on my watch. So I could see the appeal if they have some built-in ski stuff and maybe i'll lose a few people like that but i i at the end of the day i'm kind of with you joey that where i hope that like they might sherlock me in some ways but i have so much unique stuff going on at this point that they that's not a something they want to compete on they're going to do the minimum to enter that market and that's kind of it they never go deep yeah. unless they really feel like it's a core of their product like photos yeah. but otherwise they'll just kind of get something out there and leave it yeah i mean photos is for photos and like they're adding gift support because i guess people are adding gifts and asking them to well because it's them, about damn which... time everything should support gifs <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm just going to choose to ignore that one <laughs> yeah, just roll with uh, it. <laughs> I, I, I mean i've got other stuff on my desk that i can point out to you if you really want me to but you know, like I, I figure they're not going to be adding uh, search for gifts and stuff like that into photos. Like they obviously you've got the image search thing in in messages and stuff, but that's not much use if you want to like tweak gifts and stuff like that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like I'm not super. I'm not super worried. I am a little worried. <laughs> no, I feel like the <laughs> GIF connoisseur will prefer an app like yours versus photos. Yeah. Like they don't, is, they don't I, want their Michael Jackson moon dance gifs in with their family photos. Like they want those. I separate. mean, they might. <laughs> <laughs> the Jackson family might might disagree with you. Yeah, maybe That's one. It's okay. Just one user. Our handful. Oh. So obviously, you know, we're we're we've, we're talking a little bit about how we're mitigating kind of the, those bad effects and stuff like that, the bad influences. Do you feel like there's any influences that are worth embracing within your product, like? Uh, are there potentially good influences that you've uh, that you've embraced? I think as a as an educational product, this what we're seeking is teacher feedback, uh, parent feedback, and and the ones that actually care about language. That that's what that's the type of feedback that I would an influence that I would absolutely take to heart. Or well, not take to heart. I take it all to heart, but um, those are the ones we take the most seriously because. They're all they're in the business of doing this, wanting the same thing as you. They want to educate children, and they're the ones that actually know how to do it in real life versus in an app. Yeah. Um. So yeah, any of the teacher feedback 
or any anyone who's really that inter- invested in teaching their kids a foreign language or heritage language, those are the ones um, we'll care about the most. And for me, pretty much customers that Slopes seems to jive with, you know, I'm making an app that I, with my opinions, and if it seems to jive with them, but they have other ideas in some way, like, but they get what I'm getting at. Yeah. Uh, those I'll definitely take a little bit more seriously because it's like, okay, well, you're coming from a similar place. So I should consider what you're thinking. Mm. You know, obviously ones that email in and say like, what you want $19 a year for this thing? <laughs> Screw off. Yeah. Uh, I just can't delete those. Them all. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's the customers that I think are coming from a genuine place of, I like your app. I want to see it better but not necessarily you have to make an app for me. Those are definitely the ones that I'll take some extra time and consider because those are the kind of customers I want to have, those that are invested. But I don't really have any class of users or anything like that uh, for this that, you know, if, if some Mountain Dew snowboarder came and like, oh, I want this. It's like, okay, well, you're the same as everyone else. Um, so there's no like time is certain <laughs> class that I care about. Yeah, it, it's more like, just finding those genuine users. That's kind of the, my class of, you know, the ones I'll pay attention to more. I think I'm more or less the same. Like, there are a bunch of users that I know they understand what I'm trying to get at with GiveWrap. And I will tend to listen to those users when they have ideas on and stuff like that. Like, you know, it's... it's at, Or at the very least, I'll listen in enough that I'll be able to kind of get what they're trying to get at and figure mm-hmm. out what I need to implement to kind of fulfill that need without actually fulfilling that need directly. Yeah, I mean, users in that way, I definitely, I definitely allow, like, I allow them to influence me, and I allow, I allow them to have a voice within the app. Users who are jerks, <laughs> I will try and ignore. Yeah, I will really, really try and ignore. Well, you have to. I um, mean, it's... I mean, I'll try and respond, but I'll also try and like respond, but not actually think about it ever again. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. You know, because sometimes you just ha- you have to respond to this stuff, like you know, sure. especially if it's public, you need to have a response. But yeah, well, you're not engaging per se. Yeah, like the pricing complaints I'll get, like, oh god, I'm actually charging money. You know, I'll just email and say I stand by my pricing, and that's the extent of it. I'm not going to debate them. I'm not going to try and engage them or justify right. myself. Nothing like, nope, I stand by my pricing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm the same with like. If a user decides that they want this feature and they're going to have this feature and damn you if you don't implement this feature, <laughs> users like that, I'll just, I'm just going to be like, okay, well, look, I'm putting it on my thing. I've got it on my list. It's on my list now. Yeah. And uh, like, you can't dictate. I will consider that for a future release. <laughs> That's a good yeah. one. Good response. I've had people offer me, like, offer me cash, like cash money and like, okay, you will do this feature by this date and then I'll give you this much cash. I'm like... I don't want your cash. I don't want any money. <laughs> I, I do things according to the timeline that I have yeah. that I am capable of doing. And you have no idea what you're talking about. So <laughs> shut the heck up. So everyone listening, <laughs> uh, he doesn't want your money. But if you download the app Slopes, I will gladly take your money, please. <laughs> I'm are a you, starving indie developer. Please support me. Are you are you gonna are you gonna uh, add add give support to Slopes? I now support live photos. <laughs> <laughs> get there. Uh, you get you're getting close. <laughs> at movies. Slopes. I, I had a gentle prod from Apple. Hey, why don't you support live photos? It's like fine. I'll do it. <laughs> it sounds like that we each have a plethora of good and bad influences on our app. You know, I mean we've we've all got the ones that you know we have to just deal with and kind of just get past. But then we've got the stuff that we, you know, the stuff that kind of makes a positive like is a positive addition to 
to the app that you know the, those influences. Yeah, and I'm kind of glad that I have. You know, I, I think it's kind of nice to be able to have both. Really, as annoying that the bad stuff is, and as nice as the good stuff is, like I think both are. You know, they're they're kind of an indication that people care about your app. That, that yeah. your app is important to yeah. people. So it's. I mean, in in any case, it's it's all good. It's all <laughs> it's all good. It's part of the experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. But if you would like to, uh, if 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 those of you out in out in the out in the listener world would like to let us know about any of uh, the influences that your apps have, or if you'd like to just contact us and talk to us, uh, you can do that on our website. We have a website. It's independence. FM, or you can email us at hello at independence.fm. You can also jump onto the Twitters and contact us individually. Please send your best GIFs. <sighs> I've got a USB here. Uh, it has a little stitch. Oh, I have that. little stitch key ring. This I love stitch. Stitch this is one the best. I think is allowable. Da, da, da. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Half marathon. Nice. <laughs> Why is that just... No, don't put it on your desk. Oh, it's on my desk don't. now. It's just going to lay around. No, hang it up I on the mean, wall. Put it on, put it on display. No, don't I leave it on your on desk. Yeah, it's on my keyboard. Desk. Something like that. Oh, God. Yeah, good. <laughs> God. So if you'd, like to, uh, if you'd like to send us pictures of things that are on your desk, uh, I'm on Twitter as <laughs> no, Jelly no, no. Bean Send it soup. directly towards Curtis at Parrots. <laughs> <laughs> the plural of the bird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making you keep that in. You can't cut that. <laughs> yeah, what, what's, your, what's yours, Alice? Eat a duck, I must. So we can wrap this I up. I am at eat a duck, I must. And you'll find me quietly sobbing in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. It's been a pleasure. Um, uh, we'll talk to you again in two more weeks. And until then, goodbye. <laughs>